0: Hi, my name is Rolando Martinez Rico. I'm Andres Valdez Perez.
1: I'm Molly Higgins. In our American Literature class, we are currently studying literature from the Romantic era, including Rip Van Winkle by Washington Irving and The Yellow Violet by William Colin Bryant.
2: We decided to focus on the existence of two literary criticisms in romantic writing to examine the past and present
0: inequalities of American societies. This is a story about how feminist and Marxist criticisms came to clash one day in a bookstore. Mm-hmm.
2: My name is Cornelio Silva Santos. I'm an English student at the University of Chicago and I need to buy a book on 19th century poetry for my studies. That's what brought me to Johnson's bookstore today. And now I'm waiting in line to pay at the cash register. In front of me is a girl returning a book. From the cover, I can tell that it's Rip Van Winkle. Hey, I studied that story last year. It's about an easygoing man in a village in Colonial America who doesn't do any work. He goes into the mountains in order to escape his hot-tempered wife. In the mountains, some strange creatures give him a drink that makes him fall asleep. And when he wakes up, 20 years have passed. Anyway, the girl hands her book to the guy behind the register and says,
1: This book is just awful. It outright promotes the oppression of women.
2: The guy behind the counter pauses while checking her receipt. He looks at her and asks,
0: What makes you think this way?
1: In this story, the main character Rip's wife is demonized and made out to be the cause of all of his problems. Rip never wants to work on his farm or help his family in any other way, and his wife is always pestering him about it, which Rip views as his biggest problem, not his lack of work, but his wife's grumbling. You see,
2: she takes a book back from the man and begins to search through it.
1: See, right here it says, times grew worse and worse as years of matrimony rolled on. Emphasis on years of matrimony. And then later it says, poor Rip was at last reduced almost to despair, and his only alternative to escape from the labor of the farm and the clamor of his wife was to take gun in hand and stroll away into the woods. So Rip's wife is basically the antagonist in his story.
0: I mean, she did sound like a really mean person.
1: That's how she was written he even says that she that he's happy when she's dead after he woke up it says oh she too had died but a short time since she broke a blood vessel in a fit of passion at a new england peddler There was a drop of comfort at least in this intelligence his own wife is dead and it's made out to be relieving for rip and to even be funny but place yourself in her shoes what would you do if your husband spent his days wandering around town, leaving you and your children without means to get by? Women didn't have many opportunities for employment back then, and trying to care for children while somehow making a living would be beyond difficult for Dame Van Winkle to do on her own. But she just brushed off as being loud and mean.
2: This girl has a point, but I'm wondering why she feels the need to carry on this conversation with several people in line behind her at the bookstore.
1: This just goes to show how women's concerns have always been marginalized. Dame Van Winkle's very reasonable requests of her husband are ignored because he prefers to spend his time doing nothing. It's just like how women are ignored today. When a man asks for something, he's being reasonable, but when a woman does, she's nagging. When a man stands up for himself, he's being brave, but when a woman does, she's bitchy or bossy.
2: The cashier gives her a skeptical look.
0: Sorry, but you're wrong. The story of Rip Van Winkle actually represents the economic exploitation of the working class.
1: Excuse me?
2: Oh boy, this could take a while.
0: It does. Look, Rip's leaving of all the family work to his wife, but still being able to get by, it actually is a representation of the aristocratic class, the landowners back then, and the corporate CEOs now which benefited and still benefits off the labor of the working class. See, look,
2: he grabs a book back from the girl who looks a little upset. Here,
0: it says the great error in Rip's composition was an insuperable aversion to all kinds of profitable labor. It says that he does a lot of things, but never anything that helps his family. So basically, he's surviving off of the work his wife does or things others do for him. That's just like how the upper classes who own the means of production in today's society reap the majority of the economic benefits, while the people actually doing the hard work reap very little. And the fact that Rip ignores his wife's request so that he can continue doing I don't know, fishing or whatever, isn't about women. It's about how the upper class ignores the struggles of the working class so that they can continue living in the comfort of their privilege caused by exploitation. If we truly had a fair society, billionaires would have to give up some of their wealth. So, of course, they're going to ignore inequality, just like Rip ignored his wife doing all the work. It's getting really intense in here, but this girl hasn't even returned her book
1: I don't think so. How do you explain the fact that Rip only views his wife as a sexual object?
0: Now where does it say that?
1: Right here. Towards the beginning, it talks about Rip being one of those henpecked husbands. And it says, Their tempers, doubtless, are rendered pliant and malleable in the fiery furnace of domestic tribulation and a certain Lecture is worth all the sermons in the world for teaching the virtue of patience and long-suffering. But if you read the footnote, Lecture refers to a wife rejecting her husband's sexual advances. Since the entire text is pretty much just demonizing Dame Van Winkle, this is no different. It's emphasizing how hard having his advances rejected is for Rip. He won't provide his wife with basic support, but she's apparently a terrible person for not accepting his advances. Unfortunately, that attitude against women is nothing new.
2: This is not what I expected when I came to buy a book today. I'm never going to be able to buy my poetry book at this rate. While I wait, I might as well start reading one of the poems for my English assignment. The Yellow Violet by William Cohen. What an interesting name. Wow, this is such a great poem. It highlights the class inequality by using the great diversity of flowers as a metaphor to the distinction between class-social hierarchy. But also, if taken into the perspective of women in society, the yellow-violet flower can represent the oppressed group, while the pretty flowers represents the heroic oppressors. The debate
0: continues to heat up. Look, you're completely missing the point. Look, at the end of the book, when rip wakes up from his 20-year nap society has completely changed he's a citizen of the united states and no longer of the british monarchy so while he was asleep political freedom from britain was won for him and he never had to fight for it himself that clearly represents how the aristocratic class always benefits from the actions and progress of society without doing the work themselves
1: You're just ignoring the sexism in this book.
0: Well, you're just ignoring its obvious classism.
1: Clearly, you don't care about the rights of women.
0: Well, you obviously just don't care about class inequality.
2: Guys, can we stop arguing? This is no debate. Both perspectives are correct in Rip Van Winkle. You see, the author of Rip Van Winkle had social views of the time that saw the oppressors as heroes. Rip indeed represents a society that benefits from the work of the lower class and unfortunate people, but he is also the figure of an oppressor who does not value women. While I've been waiting patiently in line for the last hour, I read a poem by an author who was also a romantic, a romanticist of the same era. Just like Rip and Wrinkle escaped into the wilderness, the poem focuses on connecting society with nature. For example. The poem referring to a s- flower states, Yes, light thy form, and low thy seat, and unworthy bent thy gentle eye. and the passing view to me, when loftier flowers are flaunting night.
0: That represents the class division. The yellow flower resembles the lower class society who is often portrayed as insignificant, even though they are the ones who contribute the most to our society. As the poem states, they only serve to support the loftier flowers, or in other words, the people of higher class.
1: No, the yellow-violet flower resembles women in society who are oppressed. The contributions of women are overlooked. Only men, the most respected in society, are ever focused on in all of history.
2: (laughs) You both took the words out of my mouth. As you can see, this poem, like Rip Van Winkle, demonstrates that two perspectives can coexist when reading romantic writing. The author implied the inequality between society when he states that those who climb to wealth forget that friends in darker fortunes trade. The author highlights that the working class is forgotten because of their of their unfair lack of power in society. The people of higher class overlooks them because of their own pride and privilege.
1: Oh, I see.
2: The author then emphasizes his feminist view when he states that, and when again. The genial hour awaits the painted tribes of light. I'll not overlook the modest flower that made the woods of April bright. The flower can also be seen as a representation of women that displays how the author praises women because he believes that they should be valiant in society. Even though throughout his history, women have been given a lower status in society and had their accomplishments forgotten.
0: Oh, I
1: see. I guess I know what you're talking about. How unfortunate that some things haven't changed since the Romantic era in the 19th century. Women are still ignored and treated like their voices don't matter, just like Dame Van Winkle.
0: And the small group of people with most of the wealth still exploit the labor of others, just like Rip exploited the labor of his wife.
2: Unfortunately, you're both right. The author of this poem was actually in a high position of society himself. His father was a doctor and was able to support his family. Unlike Rip Van Winkle, Brian's family also had power in society. His father was also a state legislator. But it's really cool to see that even back then, there were people like William Cullen Bryant, the author of The Yellow Violet*, who advocated for a society where marginalized people are no
0: longer overlooked.
1: And women are given full social, political, and economic equality to men.
0: And the working class is given full, equally distributed access to the means of production. Right,
2: that too. Now may I please check out this book already? I have an urge to read the rest of the poems of the Romantic era. And also this has taken like an hour and a half. I think the story is about to close.
0: Yes, sir. Sorry for the holdup.
2: But wait, before I forget, I would like to return this other book. It's just awful.
0: Ben Franklin's Almanac? That's the greatest book in history. Let me explain. <sighs> This podcast has been brought to you by
1: Feminism.
0: Do you like women? Do you believe they should be socially, politically, and economically equal to men? Then you'll love feminism.
1: Also brought to you by
0: Marxism.
1: Hey,
2: working class. Are you tired of having all the wealth in your economic system going to the top 1%? Try this new invention from the late Karl Marx today. Marxism, bringing down the bourgeoisie since 1848.